Hello, and welcome to the Kick Aspirational Podcast. My name is David Vanderveen. I've been fortunate enough to build businesses around the world with thousands of entrepreneurs. You can find out more about me at davidvanderveen.com. But, you know, as I've traveled the world and, and had these opportunities to meet and work and, and alongside a lot of very interesting people, the question that I keep getting is, how can I create the life that I want? How can I create the brand, the behaviors, the, the culture that motivate and drive me? And so this podcast is dedicated to those questions. It's interviewing other people who are on that journey, as well as telling some of my own stories that I hope will help anyone who's wanted to start their own company, create their own brand, build their own life, figure out how to do it for themselves. The simple answer is there are no simple answers, but I think that if we work together and if we interact and if we workshop, we can figure out great ways to move forward in life and create a life worth living, a life with purpose and meaning, a life that makes us all a little bit more kick aspirational. Hey everybody, we're live here at Expo West. I'm Dave Vanderveen, this is the Kick Aspirational Podcast, and I'm super excited to be launching Nirvana Super with one of our super ambassadors, Patrick Willis. Uh, I don't know if Patrick needs an introduction. He's one of the great NFL football tackles of all time. You were just made, uh, you're just, uh, you're just a finalist to the NFL Hall of Fame for the second time, right? Missed it by this much. It'll happen. But you're also, you're, you're a Hall of Famer in for college, correct? Yeah. And you've won a ton of awards. I mean, I've got a, an intro here that I'll, I'll probably read. So you're a former NFL football player, middle linebacker who played your entire eight-year career with the 49ers. Go San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Go Niners. Um, the Niners drafted you in the first round of the 2007 draft. You paid for you played for Ole Miss, mm -hmm. where uh, you received the All American All, All, All American honors. Yes, sir. Yes, so, sir. yeah. Shout out, howdy, howdy, Ole Miss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ole Miss. And then, um, you in your senior year at Ole Miss, you also received the Butt Kiss Award. Yes, sir. So, um, and the Jack Lambert Award as the nation's top linebacker. Yes. So you're pretty good at being a linebacker. I, I, I <laughs> the I super linebacker. <laughs> So, you've won a lot of awards. You won the Buckus Award, All-American. You're a Hall of Famer in college. You're about to be a Hall of Famer in the, for the NFL. I mean, I'm, I'm just speaking it into existence. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's going to happen. Um, you've made the Pro Bowl. And you're also a strong man of faith. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Is that something you grew up with? It is. It is. Um, first of all, I'd like to say, um, again, I, I like this, I'd like to thank God. I really would um, just... God, my grandmother. My grandmother was was that lady that really uh, instilled that faith in us. Um, awesome. Very young, like we was always in the church, and just grateful for. It. I never forget one of the things she told me uh, when I it was my senior year. I was getting ready to go. I had just graduated high school, and I was going to college early, going to Ole Miss early, yeah. going to summer school early, and uh, never forget running up to my grandmother and uh, just decided to tell her that I was ready to go off to college you know the first person in my family in a, in a long time to go off to college wow and um i was so excited and to her she was just like baby they okay and i'm like come on I'm, I'm going off to school you know i'm gonna be going away and trying to let this first time that you know I, I, my grandmother practically was the one that kind of helped raise me and raise me and so i spent most of my years with with her and so me telling her this you know i'm letting her know that i won't be just down the road anymore so long story short she says uh she says to me she says baby no matter what you do to keep your hand in God's hand. Yeah. And um, that was something that, you know, has always st stayed with me and still sticks with me to this day that no matter how good or no matter how bad or how low things may seem, just 
always keep your hand in God's hand and things gonna be okay. So, God's always with you. Yes, sir. That's yes, awesome. Sir. So well, that, that gives you a core sense of who you are and, and what you're a part of that's a lot bigger than just the immediate decisions in front of you, right? Uh, most definitely, most definitely. I mean, it's, it's, it's brought me through and through and uh, I'm just grateful and just uh, gonna keep on um, being steadfast and um, giving God all the praise, glory, and honor. So that's, well, when we start there, everything else is easy because then it, we know it's not just about us, but it's, it's a higher power that, that feeds all of that. Right? Most definitely. It's That's really cool, Patrick. And it sounds like, I mean, I know some of your story, your, your upbringing was, it wasn't easy. You, um, you took care of your family. You, you worked yes. hard growing up. You studied hard. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm the oldest, uh, from, from Tennessee, uh, born and raised, uh, small town in Tennessee. I'm the oldest of my siblings. Um, and it's, six or eight of us wow um so yeah yeah the oldest of my siblings and uh you know just being the oldest it was one of those things that you know you you, you tuck it within yourself just being the oldest i just feel like it was something that was just a responsibility um but then me being the oldest it doesn't it didn't mean that i was better than any one of my siblings it just meant that i was more responsible it just means that I, I had to be the one to 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 lead and and sh show them something and i'm just grateful that you know um I've been able to do that in some form or fashion, and um, and um, just just grateful. I really am. And was was the faith component and your your grandmother raising you was did did she instill values in you then that kind of made you feel like you were responsible for your family and, and that part of your job was to set an example for your siblings so that they they followed in a good set of steps. You know, truthfully, um, you know, it could be a combination of a little bit of everything. Uh, you know, I I was. Uh, raised in a single, single parent uh, home. Um, and so maybe, you know, a little bit of that responsibility just fell um, in, in that way. Um, but, you know, I, I think just watching my family, uh, seeing them uh, for the most part, you know, all of them have, have they all have, we all had responsibilities um, growing up and we all had to do our part. It's kind of like that, you know, the village, uh, yeah. the village raises a family and that's kind of, that's how we were as a family. And so, you know, I just took pride in that, and then just being younger, seeing my uncles them, like I wanted, to, I wanted to be strong like them, and seeing how seeing them hold their families down and stuff. Uh, I just wanted to be that same way with mine. So awesome! That's fantastic. The, um, you know, it seems like that's part of a whole mindset that comes together that that sets you on a trajectory. When you when you were playing football, and 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 I know you played other sports as well. When you're playing playing those games where you know, you're up against other people who are tough and strong and sometimes bigger than you. Is mindset a big part of what makes you successful? Is mindset a big part of how uh, you got through it? You know, really, uh, the mindset is everything. Um, there's this, um, there's this uh, principle that I think it's, a, it's the Egyptian principle, I think it is, but it's uh, by Tahuti, and it says, uh, the mind is all and the universe is mental. Wow. And... When I when I when I look at that and whatnot, it just pretty much it says what it says. The mind is where everything starts, but the universe is where it's is created at. And so, uh, just growing up, you know, I was uh, 
I didn't always have that confidence. I had to, you know, I had to build it. Uh, but growing up with my cousins, siblings, uh, we always competed. And so, you know, if you didn't, if you didn't compete, you're going to be the, you're going to be the last one and you didn't want to be the last one. So just a combination of, of everything. Um, and again, just growing up where I grew up, it was something that we love to do. We love to compete. We love to play. And so I was just able to take all of that and uh, bring it into the sports world and, and use it. Apply, apply it at, at Ole Miss and then, yes, and then yes, with the Niners. During, when you were with the Niners, when you were there for eight years, your entire career, you were first draft pick. When, when you're with the Niners, are there coaches or are there mentors who really helped you develop and and you know improve your your game while you were there? Uh, it was. Uh, well, first let me take you take it all the way. No, let's, let's go back. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so I would like to first give a shout out to my uncles. Uh, yeah. My uncle, two in particular, um, but all of them. But uh, my uncle James and uh, and my uncle Arthur. Yeah. Uh, my uncle James and my uncle Arthur. Those were the ones that really really kind of paved the way growing up you know i would always try to compete with them and they were the ones that always tell me i would say oh, i'm gonna go to, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be a professional player i'm gonna be a professional player and they would always say boss whatever you put your mind to and you work for it like you can do it and um i just remember being young they would throw me the ball and i would just go run and get it i said oh i'm gonna go get this ball if i catch it and i would tell myself if i catch this ball I'm gonna go to the league. I'm gonna go to the league. So everything I did every day was was building myself to build that confidence. And so as I got older, it was one of those things that it went from it went. I don't know if you remember, and in, in, out here when I was growing up in my school, we had this uh, this. It was a story. It was uh, about the, the, the choo choo train. Yeah, uh, I think train I can. Yeah yeah, train, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it, that's kind of that was kind of how it was for me. I kind of started out with that, you know, doubt um, for different reasons and. As I began to get older, it was in first grade. It, it was, I think I can, I think I can, I, I think I can. Then as I got, as I started to get older and go through school, and the more I thought I could, the more I worked at it, the more I started to do these things. And they went from, I think, to I believe I can. And then after you started doing the, after I started doing them, you get to now I get to be a senior. And now everything that I've been putting forth to work, um, now I'm a senior and these things are coming to for tuition. It was. It, it began to believe. I know I can. I know right. I can. And then to tie it all in together, it was. It was kind of brought. Kind of ties it, it to bring it all together. Without God, um, with God, all things are possible. Yeah. And so I think I can. I believe I can. I know I can. And with God, everything is possible. And so. you've got that. That kind of that support way beyond yourself that's yes, helping sir. you get there. Yes, if sir. you will just apply it and, and believe and be a part of that, Absolutely. that process. Absolutely. So. So it started with your <laughs> Yeah, so it started with my uncle and them, uh, just pushing me, uh, you know, putting it, breathing that life into me. And then when I got to the Niners, uh, and again, I had some coaches in high school, Coach McGee, um, Coach Knowles, some other coaches that were really those tough coaches. And then when I got to the college, um, had some had some more tough coaches. And then when I got to the league, I had, I had one of the toughest coaches that um, – Probably topped all those coaches all together <laughs> in yeah. Mike Singletary. Oh wow! Um, Hall of Famer. Yeah, Mike Singletary, who was my linebacker coach. Wow. Uh, my first two years. I didn't realize he was coaching. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So he legend. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. Uh, one one of the best to do it. And um, so to be so, so to have him um, coach me and then he they coach he coached me in the Senior Bowl as well. Uh, the Niners did. And so long story short get drafted to the Niners and Coach Singletary, uh, it was rough. My first day of training camp, uh, my rookie training camp was rough. I mean, that night, by the, t by the time the day was over with, 
by the time the whole day was over with, I, I found myself on my knees, um, broken. Ha- ha- having a having a having a conversation with God that was just it was it was personal. It was one of the things where Lord, like I, I need you, I need you, and um, and if I'm gonna do this one, I can't do it without you. And I just remember, you know, waking up that next day, uh, going to practice and getting underneath the the tarps, the bag drills, and looking Coach Singletary in the, in the eyes and like. From this point on, we're gonna get it. Ain't, ain't no, we're gonna get it. And so, uh, yeah, I just grateful, grateful to have some amazing coaches. Did it, so, did it help with a coach like Mike Singletary, who obviously had already done the things that you know you want to do at, when you're coming into the league? That's it. To have him as kind of a coach saying, you know, go do this. And I'm assuming, from the point of view, I've already done this. Does that help versus like a coach that maybe is just a coach and hasn't really played? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. You know, I'm a firm believer in in those who have. I'm a firm believer in those who have done the work, um, uh, coming in and and conferring it on you or sharing it to you. But then it's like, all right, I know it's possible because not only not only are they telling me, but they've done it themselves, and so that just the, the level of respect just goes up to a whole nother level. Not that I don't respect those who don't and come from a nice coaching pedigree, but it's always amazing to have those coaches who who done it. And then just as this podcast is, Kick-Ass yeah. Sports Podcast, yeah. um, that's what Coach Singletary, I mean, he he kicked ass on the field. I know he wouldn't use that word on the field, but he kicked <laughs> ass on the field. Um, and then, you know, as a coach, he was the same way. Um, one of the things i never forget, um, every day I woke up, I knew it was that, it was that feeling of like, I gotta, I gotta come with it. Because one of the things he would always say is, in order to be, he, this is what he told me. My that part of that rookie, day, part of that rookie training day, yeah, yeah. rookie training camp day that was my roughest ever. I never forget that night. He told me because um, I kind of got up and had a conversation a little bit. And uh, long story short, he's him and I uh, talked, and he said, um, "He said, Pat, I, I hear you talking about you want to be great." He said, "The son, you have to earn the right to be great. Nobody is going to give it to you." And I just never forget him saying that to me. No matter how much, you know, my ego, I wanted to say, well, y'all didn't bring me in on a visit. I didn't know y'all, I didn't know y'all was even interested in me and y'all drafted me. I had all, I had all these built up questions that were inside of me that I never got a chance to, uh, to yeah. ask because I didn't go, I didn't go on a visit with them. I didn't know they was even interested in me. And, and, and to be honest with you, David, I actually, I, I, I hate it. I don't like that word, but I dislike the Niners going up. I was a Cowboys fan <laughs> all the way. And then, so now here I am. You get drafted by a team. Yeah, I, yeah, like. I get drafted yeah. by them. I mean, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, like, man, like, put yourself in my shoe because I've always been that person that, like, Hi, this is Dave Vanderveen, and, and this is a little ad for my one of my favorite brands, for Nirvana Water Sciences, where I happen to be the CEO. But I wanted to share with you why I became the CEO. You know, I, I didn't have to get a new job. I didn't have to come to this company. It was some a company I've been talking to for over a year before I joined them. Uh, I was absolutely enamored with their science, with HMV, uh, beta-hydroxy, beta-metabutyrate, which, which amplifies protein synthesis. And, you know, I'm 54. The older I get, the more that matters because as we age, you know, as we get past 30, we start losing 5 to 6% of our muscle mass every year. And, you know, I'm a guy who likes to get out there, get active, have adventure. And I like to, you know, ski powder and, and with helicopters. I like to surf bigger waves. I like to free dive. I, I like to move. 
I like to run. I like to trail run. Um, I like to hike. And you're there and you're playing. Is, is it part of the team process that you actually, because I'm assuming you're a 49ers fan now. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it goes, man, all these, I always kind of have these things that kind of lead up to these yeah. things and whatnot. Um, so the story kind of leads up to, to this, to this is, uh, it was on draft day. Yeah. Draft day, I'm being drafted. Um, it's, it's the draft. And I, I call it my draft day prayer. Yeah. Um, and I know if we get, you know, the, the words and how they kind of, you know, I don't know if I can say the, say it exactly the same way today, but I remember in how it kind of came out. And it was one of those things where I said, Lord, I don't know who's interested in me. I don't know who really want me because at that point in time, you had all the scribes and guys who are going through the draft right now. Listen now, don't pay attention to all, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. You just control what you can control and, and do what you can do. And I said to say, like, I just remember all of them saying, he's gonna be this, he's gonna be that. And I was like, man, I don't, I don't know. I don't know who's interested. It was other guys who were first round guys who know they were going to this team. Yeah. They were getting all these calls, but I didn't went on 12 visits. I wasn't really sure who was interested in me. You know, I was told I'm, I'm the third best line, third best middle linebacker, fifth best linebacker, all this, all this noise. But all I know yeah. is I just work and I work and I work that whole process. And I remember on draft day, I said, well, I don't know who's interested, but whoever's interested, just allow them to draft me. Let me go there. Let me play the best football I can play and let me make it my home. And I want to drive my vehicles with no with no bad weather. With yeah. No, yeah, yeah. So I come from, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was always, we had we had the season. And so um, so yeah, I was I was drafted and I just remember that remember saying that draft. And so it didn't matter who had drafted me, I just knew that whoever gave me an opportunity, I was gonna go there and give it everything I have. And it just happened to be the one team that I despised growing up and which my dad always told me when I was growing up. My dad would always say, son, never say never. And I, and I would be like, why you say that? And now I know that that's because never can, never has, has a percent chance of happening. And right, right. The one team that I despised growing up was the one team that I got drafted to in a less than 1% uh, occupation, supposedly, or whatnot. And so, again, it just goes to show that you know, God works in mysterious ways, high power works in mysterious ways. So. There's always something to learn, right? Yeah. Something, yes, yeah. sir. So when... When you're going in and obviously you're working out hard, it's training camp, they're breaking your body down, they're trying to show you that, you know, you can be more than maybe what, what you came in thinking you were. How did nutrition play into that? Did, was, was was nutrition a focus at that time or was it just eat calories, don't worry about what you're eating? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I was, at that point in time, I was young. Um, and yeah, I was young and I, I, I mean, I, I didn't try not eat wild and crazy. I mean, I wouldn't before practice go eat a, eat a double, eat a cheeseburger or nothing like yeah, that, you yeah, know, yeah. but I didn't have a problem with like, you know, turning up some, you know, fast food or, or whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah, choice. Yeah, yeah. Not that I can say it wasn't an every, everyday, all day thing. Like, you know, yeah. like shout out to Chad Ultra Single, like eat three times a day. It's like you eat McDonald's, but, um, yeah. but nutrition, it did play, the, it played an important factor. I mean, from everything from hydrations to to whatever you put in your body. And at that point in time, you know, I, Again, we talked about it earlier. The mindset has a lot to do with it. And at that point in time, I ain't gonna lie, I felt like it was a, a lot. And so caffeine was like with my best friend. Yeah, and yeah. so any kind of energy drink. Boosted yeah, up, I, yeah. And my coach, Coach Secretary, I always be like, he would look at me every day. He was like, son, why are you, why are you drinking the energy drink? Do you need all that? And I'm thinking like, 
Man, do you not? You kidding me? <laughs> you come out I'm here. I'm like, do you not? Like, he's like, I'm like, and I asked him, like, Coach, when you play, you didn't drink. Because he, he's like, when I played, I didn't, I didn't take none of that. I'm like, man, you. Imagine what you could have done. Man, you the bad man. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, awesome. so, so it, 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 did, it did play a major part in, um, in nutrition and, reco- and recovery. So over and time, did you do more with nutrition as you got um, older in league? Yeah, yeah. As, as I got older, you know, just from, you know, uh, experience, uh, also just from trial and error, also from older guys. And that's where you learn a lot of things, too, from your older vets that, yeah. you know, they, they have the nutrition. They've been in the league longer. They yeah. are already over that over that hump that we like to say, Justin, we always say, man, when I was young, when I was young, I, I never had to stretch. You know, we just walk right out here, put your pads yeah, on, walk yeah. right out here and just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just play. Then all of a sudden you start getting to that age. I remember you start getting to them years where I'm like, man, I'm having to stretch a lot. extra yeah. and a lot. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, man, what's What's going, What's going on? on? I'm, like, I'm, like, this, I'm like, oh, this is what they talk about when the body starts to, getting, starting getting to get older. older. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, but it, it uh, just knowing the right things, uh, like I said, having having good nutrition, uh, having outlets, having people that you can reach out to, it, it all plays a big part. That's awesome. What do you do now for nutrition? What's your What's your daily? Like, what do you do in the morning? What's your What's yeah, your lunch yeah. look like? What's your What's your evening look like? Yeah. Now, um, you know the. It's interesting because what I found out is since I've been done, it's been eight going on nine going on eight years now. In the eighth year that I've been retired, uh, what I've learned is there's a lot of uh, a lot of diet programs, or a lot of nutrition, just a lot of programs that I didn't realize when I was playing that I was doing uh, unconsciously. Right. Like so like a paleo thing. Yeah, or a, yeah. So so something like for instance. And I, I would work out, get up every morning at five o'clock. By six, I'm working out. Where I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I might eat a big, I might eat a breakfast, but that, but it depend on who was playing. This kind of after my fourth year, the body weight, and so you start yeah, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, every, you can't just eat. You're watching everything. Yeah, you gotta yeah. watch everything. So I would, um, I would get to the point to where maybe some mornings where I really wouldn't. What they call intermediate, intermediate, intermediate fasting. fasting. Yeah, yeah. So I would, uh, but I, I would still have to put something on, or else I would get. I feel like I might mess around too, sugar, much, too yeah. much. But um, I would just drink a shake in the morning time, and then at lunch, I might do a shake, or I would just do a salad. I would go to practice, hungry, like wow. hungry, stomach like growling wow. and yeah. everything. When I finish practice, then you need. I could, I could eat, eat a cow. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah, and yeah. then, but it worked for me and whatnot. And so now. I find so now I find myself doing things like that where I realize that yeah I'm not burning as much calories so my digestive system metabolism maybe is not you know as fine as much as it was when you was playing and burning a lot of calories sure. so so I try to make sure that I'm wise enough to know how to work the 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 gut health right. or whatnot know how to let the your di- your digestive system like you know get some manage rest all and of manage that. yeah yeah, yeah. So, no, I think so, that's- that's a so big part of intermittent fasting. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, when you stay in great shape, you're eight years out of the league, and you're you look you're probably lighter, I'm sure, than you were then. But you're also very you look very lean. Uh, I appreciate that. You, you've, you've kept you've kept kept some some people after they get done playing they yes. forget to stop eating and they, you know they they bulk up a little bit. But you you've gotten leaner than than you were in the league. Well, I, I, you know, believe it or not, Dave, I I found it that I found it that if I if you don't do nothing. That's when things start to like feeling like worse. Like when I don't go get a sweat in, when I don't yep. stretch, when I don't like get my workout in, like you know, consistently. Now I don't have to kill myself every day. I had to learn how to find a happy medium. But it's when I don't do nothing that my body, I start to feel my body, you know, not feel good. So 
for me, it just, I don't know if it just, the body just habitual or it just, like it's just in his nature that it has to, as to work, as to do something. And so working out, I just say it's just part of my grind, part of my daily grind. No, I think the same here. I mean, I think I'm older than you. I'm 54, but you know, what? it's, yeah. but the, yeah, yeah. Well, but the, thank you. Yeah. But the, I think the idea, right, is movement is life. Mm-hmm. And so if you keep your body moving, you know, it, I got bad news for you. The older it gets, the more it hurts. But <laughs> but when you start moving in the morning, right, then it, your body just feels a lot better throughout yeah, the day. Yeah. And I, I've been doing a lot of the cold water stuff, you know, Ooh, because, okay, okay. I, you know, I've got some inflammation and, uh, you know, it just kind of calms all that down. Did you do cold water, like ice baths and stuff? In oh, the lake? my goodness. Those are things that I, I can say that I don't don't do the same kind of maintenance as I did when I was playing. But that's the one thing that I've told myself here lately. I got to start doing it more often. Like now they have like the cryo, they got the cryotherapy and things like yeah. that, which might be a, a little, little bit more, yeah, yeah, a little yeah. more efficient than just sitting in a cold tub, like for, yeah. you know, minutes at times. But, um, but I'm happy, but that's one of the things I would recommend uh, a lot of people just take like cold tubs, contrast, like hot and cold. Cause it's all about getting the blood, getting the blood moving well, make sure the blood is like running through the body good. Like yeah. a lot of little eccentric things. A little, that, little yeah, details. Yeah, so. And tell me about HMB. I know that, that you're a, a big fan of HMB and, and what we've done with, with Nirvana. How did you, how did you discover HMB? How has HMB helped you with, with, you know, maintaining lean muscle mass and building up your metabolism? Yeah. What, what I, what I like about HMB is that honestly, I can't say that I know it's hot, I, I can't even say the the, the name. Beta hydroxy, beta metabutyrate. Yeah, yeah. See, that's why yeah. you're the man. Right? Yeah, yeah. No. Um, but but I say I say to say what I really have found uh, amazing about HMB is just my recovery time, uh, just everything from the way my body feels, um, from even um, mind. I mean, they say they say they say water hydration helps the brain. Yeah. Um, I say HMB plus. The water like uh, helps do everything or whatnot, and so I just feel I feel whole. I feel like it, it gives me everything I need in one setting or whatnot, and that's what you want. You don't want to have to be taking pretty different things just to things, get yeah. like what you need. And HMB uh, gives me that. So it's really cool, Patrick. Thank you for making time this morning here at Expo yeah, West to, you, to sit and talk with us. Thanks for being an investor yeah, I appreciate and it. one of our uh, one of our superstar. Uh, ambassadors, really, really proud of uh, everything you do for us, and, and really appreciate it. No, well, you know what, Dave? I, I, I am excited about this new product coming out. You said it'll be out soon. Yeah, it's so the the new seltzers, uh, spring waters for flavors in HMB and shots, all launched at the end of this month. We're launching them here at Expo West, and they'll start shipping by the end of the month. And people can find it on feelsuper.com. Hey, you already said feelsuper.com. Yeah, get you some. that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Patrick. I appreciate yeah, really, really, really it. Really, really appreciate it. Yeah, thank, thank you. Proper handshake. Thank I you, appreciate man. it, my guy. Yeah, yes, yeah. sir. Awesome. Thank you for joining another episode of the Kick Aspirational Podcast. You know, the most important thing to remember is this is not a spectator sport. What I'm deeply interested in is hearing about your stories and answering your questions. What does your life look like? What are you trying to accomplish? What are the barriers that you're trying to break through? Because at the end of the day, the Kick Aspirational Podcast is about helping people break through barriers of their own. I'd love to hear what you're working on. I'd love to join you in your battles. And most importantly, whatever you do today, please, among all other things, be Kick Aspirational.